the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. AM 970, The Answer presents I on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information from the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. I'm getting closer to my house. Call now, 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and of course I'm with Jerry Feeney, our attorney, and our, our real estate attorney, and Ace, our financial expert, and all of our listeners. And by the way... Um, I, I really am glad that you guys call in, and if, you, if you've ever had any experience or you have any expertise in anything and you want to offer some uh, tips to people that are calling in, um, that's kind of what a community is, and I like to have a real estate community, and I like to have a radio community. So anything that you might share with us is, is really important because once one person has a question, there's a million other people that have it, and a lot of us have been through a lot of things, and we can share our experiences. So please do call in at 866-970-9622. And soon, I'm working on it, we'll have an app, and you can not have to worry about not reaching us because I know it's been difficult. I know last week the phones didn't work, so uh, we'll, we're really working on all that stuff. Sometimes there's just a glitch in things. Anyhow, a while ago, I talked to you about an upscale San Francisco street that the street was not owned by the homeowners, and they were selling the street. The high profile. Do you remember that? I mean, it was. The, it was a high profile ninety thousand dollars sale of an upscale San Francisco street. Okay, so they were selling the street. The street okay. people didn't realize that the street was for sale when they bought the houses. Okay, so it was a privately owned street for some Yes. Oh, the sales stemmed from the wealthy residents' failure to pay taxes on their private gated street for two oh, decades, okay. yeah. allowing right. a savvy investor. Okay, so now that makes, <laughs> if you don't pay, if you, if, in other words, <laughs> for 10 years or two decades, so that's 20 years, the people on the private gated street didn't pay taxes, and a savvy yeah. investor bought the oval shaped street. For $90,000. So now the people own their houses, but they didn't own the street anymore. (laughs) Did you want to get to your house? Did you want to drive to your house? You can use my street. Okay, (laughs) and the problem was that some extremely wealthy residents of, of, uh, I think it's Presidio Terrace, were not aware that their street was up for sale, or obviously they would have bought it. 
And they Did weren't they pleased they were... about its sale because yeah. God knows what could have happened. Yeah. So an investor bought the street, and they bought it sidewalks. Hmm. They bought the street. They bought the sidewalks <laughs> and the common the areas for $90,000 at an auction, uh-huh. which the people on the street had no knowledge of. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay. So after... The association fails to pay the property taxes for two decades. The annual tax bills of $14 million and auction notices were sent to outdated addresses that the association failed to update. So what mm-hmm. happened is the association mm-hmm. never updated like as people bought you know, and sold. They never updated. So some people really never got notice. Yeah, see, Stella could run for that board and get elected. Yeah, residents got the street back, but so they won, though. The residents got the street back Tuesday after supervisors voted to rescind the sale of the tax-defaulted property. The sidewalk streets and common areas were sold at an auction in 2015, but, okay, the oval-shaped street in upscale uh, Presidio Heights is lined with leafy palms, and the residents cheered when the vote was announced, and they got it back. No, so that's a good ending yeah. for them because I think they should have, and I think it was improperly done when they weren't really informed. Well, and also pay your taxes, too. Right. I guess, Jerry, if you buy a street and the sidewalk, what can you possibly do with it? You could put Well, <clears throat> first of all— <laughs> I don't know. Can you— in, I mean, in, in, New, in New York, that wouldn't be possible in that situation because you'd have a situation where— each of the unit owners would have an undivided interest in the common elements, but the common elements themselves wouldn't get a tax bill. So you mm-hmm. would your your taxes on those common elements would flow to your unit, and I think that's a better system that we have. But in any event, what you could do in that situation is, you know, gen, there's a general rule of real estate that you can't uh, landlock someone's property. Um, so if they were truly landlocked after this and couldn't access it, then they might have uh, what we call a common law easement to go over the road to get to the property. But, you know, you don't want to deal with all that nonsense because then then the, the road could go in disrepair and there wouldn't be any right to repair the road, although you might have a right to transition over it to get to your property. So, I mean, arguably that person, if that hadn't been rescinded, could say, well, listen, if you'd like to, you know, rent uh, my road uh, each year, I'm willing to rent it to you for a couple hundred thousand a year. And mm. if you want to walk on the sidewalks, I could rent those too. And they probably would win. That's what the savvy investor was banking on. But, um, well, I'm glad he lost, and I'm glad they got their streets yes. back. And uh, <laughs> hopefully that can't really happen. Now, I told you it was kind of a fun day today, so I wanted to keep you abreast of some of the things that I talked about this year that I didn't give you all the details on. We talked about traveling, I know, for the last two years to Mars. Oh, and yeah. uh, I told you that, if you and there was a lot of people signing up to be on that trip to Mars, and I said there was a no way back though. That was the so I said ticket. you hated people, or you were antisocial, or you hated the people in the U.S. or around the world or wherever. It might be good. Well, they've kind of changed it up a little bit, and so here's what it will be like to travel to Mars. And this is all real. This is not science fiction. Um, in L, in Musk's spaceship, okay. Now, the first trip to Mars is planned for two, 2022. So that's how many years from now? A couple? 20 years. Uh, no, not 20 it's years. It's around it's the corner. Years. Wow. Yeah. No, it's in, in a couple of years. A couple of years now. 
We're to Mars? They're going to be going in five years? Yes. The first trip oh, is planned for 2022. The first okay. voyage to Mars, however, would carry cargo but no people. Oh, okay. Hmm. The orbits of Mars and Earth only sync up every two years. Now, when we talk real estate, remember, Mars is real estate. You don't know. We might be selling houses on there soon. I'm always a visionary. But anyhow, the orbits of Mars and Earth only sync up every two years. So the two rockets, okay, so the next chance for a trip to Mars would be in 2024. So that. Would There's be the next 2022. They'll send supplies. And then supplies, but later. in 2024, okay, passengers <clears throat> will be sent, and that's not that <clears throat> far away either. The flight to Mars will take between three and six months. Okay, <sighs> so it's a trip. All right, I don't know what you'll do. Three. Uh, I, I don't. I, I don't know what you do to pass there. time. But anyhow. As such, passengers listen. Is there a cocktail service? Pa- because if you <laughs> want to get into this, you got to sign up. Okay, Passengers well, will share cabins, <coughs> so you don't get a private cabin, by the way. Right, I mean, maybe. Okay, so each one <laughs> of 40 cabins, there's 40 cabins, could fit between five and six passengers, but will be more comfortable for two or three. So Musk estimates each rocket will comfortably transport about 100 passengers to Mars on a single flight. Okay. Okay. Hmm. The cabins in the rocket to Mars will be about 30 feet in diameter, and that means the cabins will be bigger than the cabin of a large, luxurious commercial airlines. So it'll be, I mean, it's just that six months is a long time to be in a cabin. There will be storage areas, galleys, and there will be entertainment areas on the spaceship. So there will be, I don't know what type of entertainment, I haven't found that out, but I'll keep you posted. Upon arrival on Mars, one of the first differences space travelers will notice when they reach Mars is that the color of the night sky. I don't know if you knew this, but as it's reverse of what you experience on Earth. So blue sunrise and sunset. So red during, so it's red during the day and... Because uh, of the atmosphere? Yeah. And, and Musk tweets responding the photo posted by the World of Science. Also... Landing the very first Mars visitors will step out onto a rocky, dusty ground, uh, describing that's the surface of the red planet. And visitors, especially the first pioneering space travelers, won't arrive with anything waiting for them. So, okay. (laughs) Sounds lovely. Uh, I don't know why you'd want to go. That also means you won't be able to post your epic Instagram shots immediately. Now, maybe in the years, so we have about five or six years, so maybe um, they'll be able to get more advanced so that you could at least send an Instagram. Well, (laughs) Dottie, do you know how sometimes you get on a flight and there's somebody sitting next to you on the flight and they won't shut up? Right, you've had this experience, right? Yeah. Can you imagine if that's that's the person on the Mars thing next to you for six months? Well, you have to kill them. I just don't know what you do for six months, but I guess people who are very, like, ambitious, or not ambitious, like, I mean, I guess to be the first one to travel to Mars is a big thing, I mean, if you, to certain people. And to get back to the planet Earth, the first missions will also have to build fuel depots on Mars. So, again, mm-hmm. there's, there, see, a year ago I told you there's no way back. Now I guess they've advanced it so that once they get there, if they can build fuel depots, then maybe mm-hmm. you could get back. Or it could be a big no. conspiracy. Or, it's only a one-way trip. Yeah. yeah, so 
Uh, well, now listen. at night, I was just reading because I, I was wondering what the temperature is like there. What so is so the during temperature? The during the day, uh, in a summer day, uh, near the equator of Mars, it goes up to about 70 degrees. So that's comfortable. Uh, the problem is at night, even during the summer, Dottie, you're, you would not like this. What? It goes down to about minus 100. Does it? Oh. Because of the lack of atmosphere holding in the... Oh, so yeah, you need really. winter... Uh, you, you need you more need than winter clothes. Serious winter clothes, yeah. So, <laughs> well, so everyone Jerry, that goes there and you pays mean I all can't this money is, is you can't during the day. They're going to freeze the first night. I mean, what's going to happen here? I don't know. Well, we have a couple of years, and we'll keep you posted. But the yeah, truth is, you know, when I was a kid, all this stuff was science fiction, and mm. it's really going to happen. Right. So it's we can make fun Mars, of it. Right? Yeah. But there will be, in most of our lifetimes, somebody that there will be people mm -hmm. that go to Mars. And who knows if there's aliens there or there's people there. We don't know. But I'll and tell you this, of... Jerry, mm -hmm. uh, I'll yeah. say this. Uh, if Ace we if we can let have him, real estate go. there, yeah. I will. I'll go. I'll, I'll appoint Ace to be the CEO of Mars. <laughs> That's okay, it. How's Very, that? It presents lots of interesting legal and philosophical questions, right? I mean, who owns it, right? Suppose there is a way to to get there and transport the minerals back. Who owns that? Who owns Mars? You know, I don't who's, know. Who's going to get the rights to it? Just think about it. You know, food for thought, but it's food for thought. Yeah. But you know yeah. what? I believe it will happen in our lifetime, just so you know. Yeah. Now, I if, couldn't do the six-month flight. That no, was, I couldn't. Was, I'd be going crazy. Would, yeah. What could I do? You can't play solitaire for six months. You can't play <laughs> okay. words with friends. For that yeah, one, before, yeah. Well, you don't even have that. I don't know if you can even have the Internet. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'd do without it. Now, yeah. if you are selling your house and it's Christmas time and it's Hanukkah and it's the holidays, here's some tips on what you should do. Um, holiday decorations, if you're putting decorations up, should fit the style of your home. If you have a modern home, consider tasteful modern decorations. Uh, if you're selling your home at the beach, your decorations should reflect that vibe. And go for seasonal greenery. So, you know, pines and, you know, some of those plants that live all year. A nice wreath is always pretty on a house. Mm -hmm. Don't over-decorate, okay? No twinkling music or, you know how people string cards? I've seen them do it. You know, they oh, take all the... Don't do that. Okay, put them in a pile. Okay, uh, don't over-decorate outside. So, you know, you might want to have colorful, don't have, well, they say don't have colorful characters on the lawn, front porch, or on the roof. Oh, those big plastic things? Yeah, well, say so now is not the time to compete with Buddy the Elf for the most decorated uh, home. Yeah, yeah. But well, I, they I show you wait. some of those homes that are totally decorated and like. Yeah. That's a bit much. You can decorate it, but you know what? Less is better for when you're well, selling homes. Well, we're also unity, unity and stuff. We're putting up lights today, and of course, I overpurchase things, so I have about twenty thousand yeah. lights now, up. Now, if you but have a tree car. and you're putting a real tree up, yeah, you have to. remember those pine needles fall off, and neatness counts. So you're going to have to keep those pine needles. Uh, you know, you'll wipe them up every minute. Mm -hmm. And Keep it simple trees. and don't too many ornaments. Keep it simple with ornaments. Right. And like, like I said, don't string the cards all over the house because it looks like clutter. Mm -hmm. uh, and don't use every ornament that you've had for 50 years. <laughs> less is more. Yes, less is more. Don't well, I, I disagree with that one on the tree. I think that the full tree with lots of ornaments looks better than a 
So well, we're selling our house, Jerry. So we're giving to Oh, this is for selling the house. house. Oh, okay, sorry, we're not sorry, telling please. you what you should do if you're not okay. selling your house. And then you should do whatever is good for you, whatever you like. But if oh, you're selling your house, you're okay. going to have to kind of, right. people are going to be coming in. And by the way, <laughs> okay. the holidays is a great time to sell your house. Yeah. A lot of people take their houses off the market. So, And if someone's coming out during the holidays, they're generally serious. Mm-hmm. Don't eat up precious floor space. So if your home is small, make your Christmas tree. Don't make your your Christmas tree nine feet in a mm-hmm. small house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Take up the whole room. Right, right. With the tree. Right. Try to kind of make it kind of proportional. Proportional. That's the right word. One candle per window. Candles in the windows are fine, but make certain mm-hmm. candles do not draw attention to any potential negative outside or inside the home. Mm-hmm. Um. Some decorative lights are fine, but you don't want to have like five million lights of, and, and every single color of the rainbow. If you were doing lights and you want to do it in good taste, that like when I say good taste, it's not that there's any bad taste. It's what you like. But when you're trying to sell your home, I would do the lights only in white. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Or at least Cause they if go, you're going to do, if you're Jerry, do color, what were those lights color. that we loved? Uh, we looked all over for them. We were on the verge of stealing them from a building in New York that <laughs> it, had them because we couldn't find them. They were these bright white. They weren't just regular white. They had this this really bright, uh, I don't know how to describe it, almost a bluish white, and they were spectacular. And they were spectacular. And they were f- we looked everywhere for them, and yeah. finally I said to Dottie, you know, if I drive up at night and you can just run out and we can just take them. <laughs> but we thought better of that idea. Okay, so if you're decorating your house, just like, you know, go easy and don't run extension cords all over the floor. Uh, and, of course, choose traditional colors. If it's Hanukkah, do blue and white. If it's Christmas, do, I guess, green and red. But I say with lights, I would stick to white. Uh, now, they say to put away religious symbols. Now, I don't know if I agree with that or not, but mangers and menorahs, they're important to you, and I think I don't really think that that's offensive if you have a menorah. But I mean, I agree. Okay, I, agree. I, I mean, think, if you're doing holiday decorating, but I know, wouldn't. Then, I wouldn't. But you know, or if I you mean, have you a major, like, you know. but I, but but they they suggest that you don't. But I don't think there's. I don't really think anyone would take offense to that. I don't think so either. I don't think so. I think Staging you're a still tree. matters. So for the holidays, you may simply want to swap out every. You know, you want to just make you know your house look. Clean, cheerful, and uh, as I said, you might have some pillows that are or Santa Claus pillows. As long as they go and and you don't have so many conflicting colors that it looks like, you know, kind of tacky. Again, they emphasize greeting cards as I have too. So take the greeting cards, take the photos. You might want to put one or two up, but take them and put them in a box somewhere and. Put them out when no one's <clears throat> looking. And also take your knickknacks and all that stuff. And now I know a lot of people send pictures. You know, a lot of my friends send pictures of their kids, mm-hmm. their grandkids, yeah, and yeah. their dogs and whatever. Yeah, and then I see them posted on the refrigerator. Like they're all taped, you know. Yeah, so yeah. don't do that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> put them in an out, you know, someplace for a week. Nobody really wants. Nobody really wants no, to see No, but you know what it is? It's great for you. No, it's great for you to see them, <laughs> but it kind of makes the house look cluttered. Okay. Do you agree with me? Is anybody? Pare down Don't the presents. Pictures. Don't leave 100 presents under the tree. 
Clear your cookies. Don't leave a plate of cookies out. Well, unless you're leaving it for Santa. Yeah. What's he going to eat? Okay. Curb appeal continues to cast in the winter. Okay. Make sure your 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 curbs are, make sure you have to make sure they're shoveled. And if there's ice, make sure it's it's not, you know, there because you don't want to have people fall on your property. But let me say this before the break. If someone is coming to look at your house now, they're serious clients. Mm-hmm. Okay? So make your house available if you really want to sell it. It's really a good time to sell. And interest rates are what? 4%. 4%. We'll be right back after a quick break. Mike Connors, host of Ask the Lawyer and published in New York Magazine's top-rated lawyers. Whether assisting a client with drafting a will or trust, power of attorney, health care proxy, nursing home plan, or other matter, Connors & Sullivan's goal is always the protection of their clients' rights and interests. Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, has dedicated attorneys that can help you with estate planning, elder law, and probate. They listen to their clients to learn about their families, their financial picture, and their long-term goals to create a comprehensive plan to meet your objectives. They assist with the complex tax matters that are often involved in estate planning and probate. Contact Connors & Sullivan Attorneys at Law, PLLC, with offices in Brooklyn, Queens, Midtown Manhattan, and Staten Island to schedule a free consultation with an attorney. 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. And listen to Ask the Lawyer right here every Saturday evening at 6. Hi, this is Chris King. Join Greg Picker and me Monday night at 7.30 when the New York Islanders travel to Sunrise, Florida to face off with the Panthers. Right here on your home for Islanders hockey, AM 970, The Answer. An important message from Medicare. It's Medicare Open Enrollment, now through December 7th. Time to go online and look at all your Medicare plan choices. Like prescription drug plans and Medicare Advantage plans from private insurers. Look for lower costs, more benefits. I'm open to that. Every year, plans change. So can your health needs. Open to something better? Start today. Use the tools at Medicare.gov. Or call 1-800-MEDICARE. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. Want more? AM970 The Answer? Go to am970theanswer.com to listen live. Tune in to podcasts from the shows you missed anytime you want. Learn more about our advertisers. Join the AM970 fan club and sign up for events. am970theanswer.com
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, we're back, we're back. So, I thought I would um, give you some of, and again, we're going to do them at the end of the year. We always, Jerry, myself, and Ace, at the end of the year, we always kind of look at our predictions for the year and see how well we did. And then we look at the economists and see how well they did. Um, But I'm going to give you some of Zillow's predictions for 2018. And, of course, it doesn't mean they're going to happen. It's just what they predict. Uh, Their Zillow's chief economist uh, offered her forecast for 2018 on behalf of Zillow. And her forecast is that inventory shortages will drive the housing market. So continued shortages in inventory will drive what's going on. She says lower inventory will continue to push up home prices and serve as a barrier for first-time home buyers who struggle to save for a down payment. So basically, on the low end, prices are going to continue to push up. She says that there are 12% fewer homes to choose from nationwide than there were a year ago, and 51% of Four sale properties are in the top one-third of home values, um, which are out of reach for first-time buyers. Now, um, I really think that's why I tell first-time buyers, get in somewhere. You know, you can call ACE. Maybe you can get an FHA loan, which is a government loan if it's under a certain price, and you can put less down. But you got to get in the game because I don't see prices going down. Uh, builders will turn their focus to entry-level homes. So builders, instead of, I mean, we've had seen this year a lot of high-end products built. Uh, builders will turn their focus to entry-level homes, which are, economists have said over and over again that increased residential housing starts, especially at the starter home level, are the key to bringing home prices down. Mm-hmm. Now, why would that be? Do you have any idea? I will tell you that you can only build home prices for cheap if you can get the land cheap. Yes. Or you can change the zoning and maybe have condos or something of that nature. Well, you know, Dottie, it's interesting. Before, about two, three years ago, everybody was so into the two-bedroom, three-bedroom, more space, more space. But if you look at the new developments now, you know, 125 Greenwich downtown, for example, you know, they're, they're actually creating a lot more one-bedrooms. You know, it's just for the entry-level buyers. So Right, because, listen. Shifting. Well, you have to be able to afford to get in. Yeah. And so if you have to share a bedroom, well, then you have to share a bedroom. But but what I'm saying is if you don't get in the game sooner or later, mm-hmm. and I do think, and again, some people, I just read an article, which I'm not going to do on air, but basically it said, oh, millennials will be renting, and then the tax deduction is no longer well good, so... It'll stop home buying, and it, that remains to be seen. Uh, but anyhow, going back with their predictions, they say that uh, millennials will move to the suburbs because, of course, we've said that already, because they're getting older and they're having children, and it's no secret that they would rather live in urban centers with access to a lot of entertainment and shopping options Uh, But most millennials, especially those without help from parents, can't afford to live in those areas. So as much as maybe that would be their preference, everyone has to look at what's most important. 
and the, certainly if you have a couple of kids, you might have to move to the suburbs. But I grew up in the suburbs, and I don't think it was a bad thing. I happen to like it. Uh, many homeowners will remodel rather than sell. In addition, this, these are just Zillow's predictions. Uh, again, they're not ours. We'll give you our predictions at the end of the year. Uh, many homeowners will remodel rather than sell. In addition to higher housing starts, experts say that more homeowners selling their homes would help alleviate lower inventory issues. Now, why aren't more homeowners selling their homes? Well, I don't know. Maybe they... I think they can't well, find um, because it's so it's so scarce. They yeah, because they it. don't know what they're going to move into. Yeah. And, of course, it's one thing if you're moving out of state. Like, so if you're living in Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, you're moving to Florida, that's one thing. But if you're going to stay in the same place, uh, it's difficult. Baby and also, boomers you know, and millennials will drive home design. Baby boomers and millennials are driving the housing market, so it's no surprise they'll be driving home design trends in 2018. Now, do you think they have the same taste? No. Nope. You don't? No, I don't. Mm -mm. I don't. I, I don't think so at all. But, you know, I, I was also just thinking that, you know, you do? Well, I think that they're, you know, I think that most millennials, I mean, I know my taste. I think that most millennials like clean. They don't like a lot of clutter. They like <laughs> modern. They like a lot of space, not a lot of, like, you know, things and tchotchkes and stuff and I I think that my apartment looks like that and I know when young people come and see it they go oh wow I love it mm -hmm. so I, I you know I think uh, I think it really depends on your taste but I think that they're they're kind of like clean clean and easy and not too much clutter and open and space but that's my opinion um she, uh, the economist from, from Zillow, expects home prices to climb 4.1 percent percent in 2018, uh, one which is 1.1 percent points higher than normal uh, a normal appreciation. Uh, I guess three is supposedly normal, uh, but slower than the current annual pace of 6.9. So again, she's expecting prices to grow slower than what they are now but higher than the av average. And it really depends on where you live, I have to say. So you, this is because she's doing national stuff. Uh, new starts and renovated homes will feature designs that appeal to both millennials and baby, and baby boomers, such as wide hallways that can accommodate strollers for young families or for wheelchairs for aging boomers. Um, and it, that's about it. I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think this tax, I mean, I don't know if it's going to pass. Yeah, what do you think well, that's going to change the, look, at, least, at least one version has one version. Uh, a $10,000 um, limitation. On, well, one doesn't allow any uh, deductibility for, um, uh, help me, Ace, interest, right? Yes. Uh, real estate taxes. So, Correct. But one of them has $10,000, but it it's grandfathered. So what I was getting at here, not so artfully, is that, it, it kind of a disadvantage, disincentive to trade up because, you know, if you sell your current house now after the date of this tax bill, you then you don't get the exclusion that you got before. And anything that has disincentives to selling and buying, I just think it's bad. So you're saying, and I didn't think of that, you're saying if you have a house now, 
and you, you, you're and you're you, in that you category. You have up to the million dollar deduction because they're not, they're grandfathering it, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's my understanding. Is yes. one version? I think the House version does or doesn't, and one does. Now the the conference committee's got to reconcile these two uh, bills, but who knows what's going to survive in the end? But you know, anytime Congress does something like that, I think to myself, why are they doing that? Why are they making a disincentive to people? trading up in houses that we, we want to encourage that activity well i know mm-hmm. but do do we know do we we really don't know as do we know the final well no because there is no final yet each yeah, uh, so the house and the senate passed two different versions that had uh, differences in them now they go to what's called a conference committee to reconcile the two mm-hmm. and then they'll vote on it again so right. the house wanted to deduct it to five hundred thousand, but the senate chose to keep it this, this you know the mortgage deduction the same so I think, oh, okay. I think, you know, but there was a real estate tax difference too. I think there one was, there was. Yeah. So the Senate wanted to actually um, just put a max cap of 10,000. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, these are, you know, you can analyze things any way you feel like analyzing them. But this was an article I read from, it says, which local housing markets would be most impacted by the GOP tax plan? And it says homeowners now can deduct, obviously, interest paid up to a million dollars worth of home loans. Of, of course, under the proposal, they would only be able to deduct interest paid up to 500 Among 2,295 counties included in this analysis, those counties most impacted by reduced mortgage interest rate deductions were Jackson Hole, Wyoming, District of Columbia, Nantucket, Los Angeles County, San Diego, Santa Clara, Kings County, Brooklyn, and New York. And I guess that's because As expected, yeah. they have, have the highest, growth. right? Yeah. Higher mortgage amounts, yeah. yeah. The second proposed change in the GOP proposed income tax plan that impacts homeowners is a new cap on how much homeowners can deduct for property taxes. Under the proposal, homeowners can deduct up to 10000 in property taxes from their federal income taxes. Among 1,731 counties analyzed, those with the highest share of homes with property taxes above 10000 were, of course, Westchester County, New York, Luna County, New Mexico, never heard of that one, Rockland County, New York, New York County, Manhattan, Nassau County, Long Island, and Suffolk. Mm-hmm. So again, no surprise. No surprise yeah. those are, with the taxes, those are the highest, highest tax areas uh, that would be hit. So we, we're, I'm hoping they do something with that. I hope so. I'm telling you. I mean, but we're getting close now to yeah. a final, final bill. I know. Here. I think we have to yeah. take a quick break. We'll be right back. We'll continue talking about that on on uh, some of the uh, different issues. But I'm hoping that they, I think they're going to have to do something. I'm hoping they do. Uh, We'll be right back after a quick commercial break.
planning a holiday, office, or corporate party? How about a family get-together, birthday party, dinner party, or black tie event? DR Catering, the official caterer of AM970 The Answer, will create a custom menu that fits your taste and style and offer unique and extensive menus, custom-made for your specific needs. With expert consultation from setup to cleanup, the professional and friendly staff at DR Catering will be with you every step of the way, from budget planning, staffing, and location selection to floral design and decor. See your party come to life. Featuring traditional family-style food as well as following the latest food trends, DR Catering is dedicated to satisfying all your dietary needs. DR Catering also specializes in social, corporate, and pharmaceutical catering. Let them cater your next business lunch. To make your event a memorable one, call Dominic at 201-673-7380. That's 201-673-7380 or visit them online at drcatering.com. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. You won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, humanitarian rights instead, maybe, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8.30, right after Morano in the Morning on AM 970. The Answer. I'm sure that every one of you understands the importance of oral care to your overall health. There's no denying the connection. I'm also sure that many of you have a sensitive mouth or sensitive gums or painful canker sores or sadly, maybe even chemo sores from cancer treatment. What you may not know is that your mouthwash, especially if it's one of the brands that burns, may be making things worse. You should try non-irritating, alcohol-free, Closus Oral Rinse. That's C-L-O-S-Y-S. Closus is like first aid for your mouth. It's as gentle as water, but it helps relieve common but uncomfortable, even painful issues in your mouth. Unlike other mouthwashes, Closus is also pH balanced, which eliminates the burn and irritation. Try Closus Oral Rinse for sensitive mouth, gums, and canker sores for pain-free oral care. That's C-L-O-S-Y-S. Closus. Learn more about the gentle, effective oral rinse at Closus.com or get Closus today at Walgreens, CVS Health, and Walmart. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and so we have uh, probably about 10 minutes left of our show. And I I thought it, we'll maybe start this topic today. I'd love to hear from you, but if we don't hear from you this week, we'll continue it next week. Um, I I read an article. I, I Again, everyone has a different uh, belief on things, but this uh, article said homeownership doesn't build wealth, study finds. Now, um, I disagree with that, really? but okay. okay, this is what, uh, so your people are, and this is by uh, CNBC on November 16th, it was written. Homeownership doesn't build wealth, 
Homeowner households are better off taking control of their finances than relying on fluctuating home values. Uh, the home ownership rate is still hovering near its record low, yet demand has been steadily rising. And uh, nationwide, since the recession, there have been two distinct housing markets. Uh, owning a home, they say, may help you save money, but it won't help you make money. Okay, so that's their opinion, okay? They're saying that you're better off taking control of your finances, paying rent, okay, and then taking that money that you would have paid for a mortgage, and sometimes rent is more, but again, there's always stuff that you have to do with housing, and investing it. Uh, see, on average, renting, <laughs> well, listen to what it says. On average, renting, reinvesting wins in terms of wealth creation, regardless of property appreciation, because property appreciation is highly correlated with gains in the traditional financial asset classes of stocks and bonds. Now, I don't agree with this. No. Okay? I don't either. I think they work in reciprocal of each other, actually. Say that yeah. again? They, so usually when the stock market is high, you know, a lot of people have their money in, in investments. So usually when the stock market is low, people shift towards investing into real estate. So for me, it's actually... Increasing demand. Then exactly. It's, it's actually contrary to that yeah, statement. I agree. So when the and, stock market is not doing well, I'll allocate my, my cash flow, my assets towards investing in real estate. When real estate is not doing that well, I'll invest into stocks. The other thing that I think... The, me, yeah. Okay, but the other thing I think the article totally misses, Donnie, I'm sorry to talk over no, you, is yeah, yeah. You know, very few people have the financial discipline to, uh, on a monthly basis, send you know, $2,000 into the stock market. Very few people do. When you have a mortgage and you're amortizing, you're forcing yourself every month to buy equity back in your house. And I'm sorry, but there's something to be said for that. No, really I think is. you're right. Now, in this article, it says, the study claims the old adage of throwing your money away on rent doesn't hold up. That is because it assumes that the extra money a renter saves by not owning a home and not saving for a down payment is simply spent on goods and services and not invested. So when you assume that those monies are reinvested at a rate of return, Renting then terms becomes wealth creation, but in reality, people don't do that. That's right. Yeah. That's okay. Right. In reality, like that's kind of like a professor that has mm -hmm. no knowledge in the real world, but is book smart. <laughs> yes. Okay. Exactly. Now, there, exactly. I don't want to say that there could be nobody because I'm sure there's right. a few. But what this is saying is that if you pay rent, and so now you're not saving up as people who are buying houses are paying rent and they're trying to save money to put for a down payment. So you're not saving money for a down payment because you're just paying rent, but you're taking the money that you would be saving for a down payment and you're investing that in the stock market. Uh, I don't know if you're saving any money on rent because rents are yeah. high this day, so I don't oh, even know right. about that. But maybe you're saving on repairs that you might have to do to your home. That if you invested that, you would create just as much wealth. Well, that's if you invested it right. And something that completely loses value. Very rarely do you see real estate declining long term. It can, but very rarely. And very and rarely overnight. Right, very exactly. And and Dottie, I think that article ignores something very important. There's a huge tax advantage in principal residence ownership that hopefully doesn't get t touched by this bill. But when you sell, 
individuals can exclude, meaning don't pay taxes on and never have to pay taxes on the first 250000 of the gain. And you can yeah. do that every two years as long as it was your principal residence for the last two years. So not that you're always going to have 250 in gain if you sell in two years. But if you do, you can just exclude that. You don't have to pay taxes on it. Um, that's a big, big difference. I know. From, uh, I'm going to try to you know, analyze this article more for next week. But <coughs> basically, they also say that since the recession, there are two distinct housing markets. Uh, their point is that the first one that gets all the attention is where high prices, which is like New York, New Jersey, mm-hmm. Westchester, Long Island, I mean, okay, California – uh, okay, the first one that gets all the attention where high prices, low inventory, and strong buyer demand is supported by dirt cheap rates. Well, we have low interest rates, mm-hmm. that's correct, and high job creation and income growth. Now, they're saying, okay, that's one market, and that's the market that gets the attention. But they're saying that there's a second market. And again, no politics intended. Um, The second market is in parts of the country, and they call it Trump country, uh, where prices never took off, unemployment is still high, and wages are stagnating. Uh, Prices aren't growing quickly in these places, and and there's been little home equity growth. Okay, now I have friends that live in these places. These places are very cheap to move into, and they don't, Mm -hmm. they're cheap Mm -hmm. to move into, and they don't appreciate that much. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, so in those cases, would would you have a different strategy? Um, well, Maybe, let me I just say, I don't, think, I don't think they're declining, right? They may not appreciate as quickly. I mean, I'm from upstate where, the, the, you know, there's very little decline, but it's, it's certainly not doesn't have the increases that we have in Manhattan. But I'll say something else. Um, I think that, that we're always talking about value. You're always talking about value buying. So... We, we don't agree that you could just buy anything and you'll do well. In all of those places, you have to look at value and yeah. you have to find property that's well-priced in good areas that will increase higher than other areas in the same town. So yeah, you've always then, preached that. Uh, yeah, you know. yeah and, and, and maybe every once in a while, even next week, we could talk a little about, look, we can't guarantee you over the radio that you're going to buy a good investment just because, right. but we could give you some things to look for. Uh, it's not a guarantee. There's no guarantees in life. But we could give you some things to look for because what they're also saying is that, oh, real estate can be a good investment as long as you don't live in it. Being a landlord or investing in real estate-related stocks and commodities can be lucrative. Um, so they're saying that if you're like a landlord, and again, that also depends. Depends on the deal that you on the deal that yeah, you make, mm-hmm. the 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 rents that you can get, whether you get lucky or unlucky, and maybe you could be lucky and have a great tenant. Maybe you could be unlucky and have somebody who doesn't pay and it takes you. I mean, so. Uh, but I have found that if you invest properly and you're willing to hold, what I don't think works today is. The thought that you could buy something and turn it over and flip it for like right. and make millions, yeah. even though they have that show flip. People, yeah. Flip I mean, and, but don't get me wrong; yeah. you could still do it. There, there are people that make their living on going out and looking at real estate. They know the markets. They look for something that's kind of below the market, or somebody who has to get out quickly, or something that's in an area that it's 
higher than what this property is. I mean, so you could make it, but for most part, you have to hold real estate. Yeah, yeah. And okay? those people that are doing that flipping dotty pass on a lot of deals before they find they do. the right they one do. with the right economics. Now, they say that more than 5 million baby boomers are expected to rent their next home by 2020. I find baby boomers like to buy homes. I don't know what to boomer. compare that to. I mean, uh, five million versus you know how many have been renting in the. Okay, so this is, what they're, this is what they're saying. Yeah. See, see, this is so. What I'm trying to say to you is, what you read is somebody's opinion, unless there's a factual thing where they say this is a fact. This happened. It's just somebody's opinion, and it doesn't mean it's correct. It doesn't mean it's right or right. wrong. It means it's their opinion. So when you read things, I find people tend to read things and tend to believe uh, what they read. And remember, yeah, for most part, it is an opinion, Correct. unless it's a fact. Yeah. Okay, so this is somebody's opinion. It says, yeah. okay, okay, which I don't agree with. I'm a baby boomer. Okay, uh, baby boomers have become the fastest growing group of renters across the nation since they tend to have more money to spend than their millennial counterparts. Well, that I agree with. Developers are actively figuring out how to lure them into luxury buildings sprouting up across the city. Now, I do agree that they are trying to build luxury rentals, okay? Uh, but I still think baby boomers like buying. I think Yeah, well, also baby boomers are, <clears throat> let's face it, are aging. So a lot of the renting, I think, is them going into maybe downsizing situations and downsizing things mm -hmm. like that which is a natural evolution of of your life cycle and you know a, a perfect time to talk about this value aspect of a dotty will be when we're in Miami next week because what better yeah. place to do it than there yeah we're going to try know, to give definitely. you some good deals there because there, i mean i you could you could definitely <laughs> not I mean, that i want to live in florida important. i love florida to visit when it's cold uh, but the but, but the tax the the whole tax situation is different there. Mm -hmm. But then you have yeah. to have a job there. You have to, you know, you have to have. Uh, well, you don't have to have family there, but a lot of people do come back because they find that they want to be close to their family. So there's a lot of things to consider. But we'll probably we'll give you the the, the pros and the cons. Um, and there, you also have to be really be careful about the financials of building because they they vary widely down there. But much more but, so but you know what, Dottie? I mean, you know, as we read all these articles, right? Oh, there we go. No, go ahead. You have time for you have two minutes. Look, I, I'm going to sit here and I'm, and I'm going to say I am living proof, right? I started investing when I was mm -hmm. 23 years old, and as long as you find the right property and the numbers make sense, I wouldn't have built my wealth the way that I have had I just depended on my income and just started saving. And maybe invested in, in in the stock market here and there because I've lost at the summer. Okay, too. so mm -hmm. Ace, we well said, said we would do yeah. it. I'm going to do it next week again. There is no guarantee that what Ace tells you works yeah. because every property. But I'd like to have maybe Jerry, myself, and Ace, and maybe we'll have a special guest on. Just give you some of the tips that we looked at when we were investing, Definitely. and of course, um, some of the things that we think can help you invest well if you're looking to buy real estate. Um, so we'll see you all in Florida next yes. week. Yeah, like we'll I can't wait. The weather's going to be, is it going to be hot? Yes. It better be hot. hope so. you got to arrange okay. it, Daddy. Make some calls. We'll be back <laughs> next week, live from Miami. And Art Bob. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.